Chris and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. Whoa, you sound so awake today. I'm not. How'd you sleep last night? Really well. Oh, why did that happen? Was it a five Xanax night? No, only two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you like gonna try to wean yourself down or like are we just at a two Xanax a night like deal forever? a two Xanax night for a while. I know. That's what I. That's what I'm. Why asking would I wean myself down? It's working well. Oh, okay. It's working so well. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. But I will say I'm kind of excited because um, it's been five days in a row that I've woken up before my alarm. Wow. Which kind of tells me I'm like going to bed around the right time and waking up, like getting enough rest. Mm-hmm. Except for that day I when we recorded that you woke me up at six thirty. But I count that as still waking up before my alarm. Yeah, you definitely woke up before your alarm. Well, yeah, not <laughs> naturally, but but Counts. anyways, I'm at least I'm not. I haven't like slept in super late and had my schedule disrupted in a really long time. So mm-hmm. feeling well, good nice. about that. How did you sleep? Uh, really well. I was super tired last night. I actually took like an hour and a half nap after work, um, which I've been trying to not do, but I was just so so tired. Um, and both of the cats slept on me at different times. It was really nice. And yeah. Um, but then when I actually got to sleep, uh, it was pretty early for me. It was like 10 30, 11 o'clock ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I woke up just naturally around like five thirty. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I do not need eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep really. Especially when I'm not drinking and I'm not, like, treating my body in a difficult way. You know, because I'm, like, I'm doing mostly good stuff. You know, the, the worst or the, the most strenuous stuff that I'm doing in my body is exercise-related for the most part. And I'm eating regularly and getting enough calories in and that whole sort of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been, I don't know, it's been easy to sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, lately. I mean, the past few months, I've not really, the the whole thing is, like, I don't get a ton of sleep because I don't need a ton of sleep. And then I find myself, at least with the last few months, like with a new problem of, well, how do I fill my time? And like for a while it was not so productive. Now it's been more productive. Um, Because of your project management software that we talked about a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. Um, And kind of just being more clear headed and more deliberate in what, like I, I have this coworker. He's a really good dude. He's like this, uh, he's like this short, skinny, bald, like really smart tech guy. And, uh, he's also like a really great family man, like super admirable family man. Um, loves his wife, loves his kids, like just really good dude. And, um, he and I have been talking a lot about, uh, like living, living deliberately or like, uh, like with intentionality and stuff like that. My word. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, I mean, that, that stuff comes up a lot with him, and I, I dig that. I think that's a good way to live, and that's something that I've kind of wanted to adopted more, adopt more. Um, so, yeah, shout out that coworker, And, yeah, so using my morning time as part of that, and it's been good. So sleeping well. Um, yeah, so today I need to get some work done for work. Um, and then once I can do that, then basically we have an evening free to ourselves where we could do just about anything, right? We don't have any firm plans. Well, I have happy hour with my friend and then Mm -hmm. at seven o'clock we're going to a movie. 
and the movie is uh, it's a Dario Argento that I can't remember the title of, but it's at this art theater uh, in Kansas City. In Kansas City, that a, an acquaintance of ours works at, and so because an acquaintance of our of ours works there, we learned about it and. Uh, I like horror movies. I think it's fun to like see classic movies, so it's a nice cheap date. It's a isn't it an art theater that specializes in horror movies? I don't know that they specialize in <coughs> in horror movies, but um, they definitely have a horror series going on. And I, I the art the the acquaintance I keep wanting to say friend, but we've only met this person like a couple times. They are a curator at um, this place. And so I'm not even sure exactly. I, I thought that they curated some kind of like female or sex positive like movie or queer movie series. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I didn't really see anything that was explicitly that on there. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to do that and keep it pretty chill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get to play some chess late tonight. Yeah. Sounds mm. like it'll be a good day. Yeah. So, uh, do you have a topic or anything that you wanted to go over for this episode? Well, I had a question for you. <coughs> okay. If you could be any animal for oh, 24 hours, what animal would you choose and why? Okay, I, it's weird that I have this so front of mind right now, but I just shared a video recently with our, uh, our group chat with our friend Natalie. And uh, it was a video. Our guest star, former yep, guest star, guest Natalie. Star, uh-huh, yep, from a while back, a couple episodes. Uh, and so I shared this video with her, and it was a video of a security camera footage in, um, I want to say it was in, like, India or some, like, some, uh, like, Asian, like, East Asian sort of country. Uh, but it was a dog barking in a courtyard. Like, it was, the, the, the video was coming, like, from, like, a top of a house into a front yard, basically. And the front yard is um, encircled by a tall fence with spikes on top of it. And there's a dog in the yard inside the fence, and it's just going ape shit. It is just yelling. It's barking its fucking head off like for its dear life. And it ended up being its dear life because a couple seconds after this dog takes off and runs out of frame, over the fence, six-foot-tall fence, covered in fucking spikes on top, right? And this huge, like must have been six foot, six and a half foot long snow leopard comes over this fence, runs off screen. A couple seconds go by, runs back off screen with the dog, like a medium sized dog in its fucking jaws with its jaws around the back of its neck and just jumps the fence again over the spikes with the dog in its mouth and then runs off into the night. And so I would be that fucking snow leopard or or cougar or whatever, mountain lion, whatever that fucking thing was. Because, oh my god, like nothing could stop that animal. And so 24 hours as a snow leopard would be fucking terrifying for me and everything involved. Like, they're, there's, they're apex predators. You know, domestic house cats kill something like 12 animals a day to satiate their, their hunger, you know, out in the wild. That's why they're so destructive. Imagine being one of those, but you're literally a hundred times larger. You're just fucking huge. Like, 200 pounds, six and a half foot long, just muscle, agility. It's quiet. You've got padded feet, for Christ's sake. Is that your why? Um, yeah, to just, like, fuck shit up. Yeah, just be feral. Just out there just being fucking feral, just eating, like, animals. Just like, oh, sorry, dog. You're just chilling in your yard. Whoops. 
Shouldn't have been just behind a six-foot fence with spikes on top. Thought that would keep out a fucking snow leopard. Nope. You are brutal. Nature's fucking brutal. Nature's evil, What's dude. that subreddit we look at? Nature is metal? Na- I, yeah, I think it's nature is metal is one that I'm subscribed to. Yeah, for sure. But, like, I mean, that's why I keep our cats inside, right? Cats can be food if they're house cats and they live outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I, I read a fucked up statistic recently that uh, something like uh, in, in like, urban and urban adjacent environments, uh, house cats make up something like 20% of coyote diets. Holy shit. Yeah. Because of, like, feral cat colonies, people who, like, let their cats roam outdoors at night. You know, that whole sort of thing. Guess what, dude? Your cat didn't run away. Your cat didn't get adopted by some other family. Statistically, it ended up at a fucking coyote, like, uh, den with fucking uh, pups feasting on it. That's where your fucking house cat ended up. Because you were an irresponsible cat owner and you just let your cat run around outside. And it, you know what? Before your cat met its untimely device, it was killing birds and squirrels and rabbits and I'm not just talking about full-grown ones. I'm talking about, like, finding litters of, like, baby rabbits and just ravaging those things. That's what your fucking cat gets up to when you're not looking at it. All right? So keep your cats indoors. Spay and new your animals. This is Bob Barker. Thanks for watching. Uh, Price is right. Uh, now you know how much a Swiffer wet jet costs. For the record, dear listener, um, we do take our cats outside. We just supervise them. They used to be on leashes. They used We used to have leashes when we were training them to be outside. And honestly, they haven't been outside since uh, November. Moved. Yeah. When we lived at Peter's mom's house, we had a fenced-in backyard. Uh, half of it was fenced-in, the other half wasn't, but we trained the cats to stay in the backyard and, like, stay close to Peter, basically. And we always supervised them. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even with me supervising them. Uh, Mr. Rihanna still killed two animals while we were living there. Good for him. Fucking bastard. I think it's great. So, okay, so that's that's what I would be. I'd be a snow leopard. I'd be jumping fences in, in like, middle-class homes and just, just biting jugulars. Wild and out. Just wild and out. Okay, so what would you do? Okay. I actually... was mostly curious about you and you know how I feel about animals and possibly our friends do too. I'm not like an animal person necessarily. So this is not the type of question that's easy for me to answer. Um, I think right now if I could be any animal for 24 hours, I would choose to be Basquiat, one of our house. No, I would choose to be Mr. Rihanna, one of the our murderer? one of our house cats, because Peter is such an attentive, like loving um, cat dad. Like he, these cats get treated better than I do, and I'm joking, but close. And. Like, you're so attentive, you're so loving, you give them pets, you feed and water them, you change their litter, like, regularly. They're, they live luxurious lives, and they're just constantly being pet or cared for or napping with you, and that sounds so fun to me, and I chose to be Mr. Rihanna. At first, it was going to be Basquiat, because, like, I think she luxuriates and um, just looks really peaceful all the time. And Mr. Rihanna's kind of like a hooligan and is running around a lot. But you give Mr. Rihanna more pets. 
than Miss Basquiat. He yells, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Well, he's definitely the squeaky wheel, and so he gets the most attention and the most pets. He's greased up. And so I'd want to be him. So uh, I got to point out, when we first got the cats, Liz was actively jealous of the amount of attention that they got. And now this, this answer this question, it's much deeper than you realize to your listener psychologically for us. She really just wants my attention. She's very codependent. Or she's very dependent. There you go. Wow. With the call out. Mm-hmm. Just for read, clarifi- reading you. For clarification, when we first got our kittens, when we first adopted them, Peter, like, no longer sat on the couch with me for, like, three weeks. He would sit on the floor and, like, either play with the kitties or wait for them to come to him. Or just, like, (coughs) sit there and stare at them. And, like, I just basically lost my partner for three weeks. Like... You could have chosen to enjoy the (laughs) the cats with me. uh, I had a broken leg. And also, no, I'm not sitting on the floor staring at kittens. Like... You don't have to stare. You can play with them. I'm good. Give them a treat? I'm all right. Um, They like to nap. You like to nap. Some of our best pictures are from when your leg was broken... You couldn't move, and the cats used you as a nest. Yeah, they did. It was really cute. They loved you. They were like, oh, look, this big, warm thing. We do have a lot of cute pictures from that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I wasn't overreacting. Like, we literally, before we got the kitties, used to spend every night, like, chilling together on the couch, like, watching things, talking, you know, whatever, just vibing. And then that just, like, abruptly ended as soon as they arrived in our home. And I was so mad. Like, I swear, I was, like, I was, like, taking my, like, going out for drinks with my friends during that time. And, like, just bitching and venting at them about it. And I was, like, we haven't had sex in three weeks. He just plays with the cats. And my friends got so sick of hearing it. And they'd be, like, I know, Liz. I know. They were so overhearing me complain about it. You may not like it, but this is what healthy, modern masculinity looks like. I agree. You're quite a specimen. Oh, yeah. Um, I know. But I will say it normalized after you got used to the kitties being there and you started hanging out with me again, so all is well. Yeah, life has seasons, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The season of the kitty. That's what I tell my clients. You tell them about the season of the kitty? I like it. No, I Spread tell them... culture. I tell them that life has seasons. Seasons of hardship, pe- seasons of peace, seasons of change. Seasons of these nuts! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha!